Welcome to The Mentor List. To turn you into the best version of you that's around. To seek support and you need to allow yourself to be supported. Really have a point of difference. What is precious, what's really important and then putting some boundaries there. The Mentor List specialises in interviews with top business minds. Gather their advice for your career. This is The Mentor List. Joe was the incumbent director of mobile internet and with Ericsson Telecommunications during the dot-com era. He was based on five continents. He was the global director of Bayou-based selling for Ericsson, the largest organization in Scandinavia, going through a transformation from a 120-year engineering company to an organization competing on value. Joe is former state relationship manager of CSIRO, Australia's Commonwealth Scientific Industrial and Research Organization, heading up relationships with industry and member of the National Commercialization Team. Joe graduated with a Master of Business Administration and a Bachelor of Economics and Commerce from the University of Melbourne and RMIT University. Joe's expertise as an executive in his key areas of expertise, situational leadership, considering the culture and context of situations, emotional intelligence, behaviors required to act most effectively in any given situation, and cross-cultural communication. Wow, Joe. (laughs) Extensive. That is out there. Wow. You've done a lot. So, you know, Joe, it's great to have you on the show today and get a view from a different lens on women in leadership itself and gender equity and diversity and inclusion. So welcome. And it's lovely to see you in person. Yeah, absolutely. Sharon, thank you. And thank you for that huge introduction. (laughs) It is Lovely to be with the mentor list and, and to see yourself, Sharon and Peter. Thank you. As you're saying, live in concert, you know, for real. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. So, look, we've touched on a good few touch points on your career there, but can you tell us a little bit more about your journey and I guess on your journey, what you have experienced with gender equity, diversity and inclusion and what that means for you? Yeah, absolutely. And as I hear your question, I think this aged person myself does have a few touch points and I think a couple of the key points are probably to do with values so you know living by your values has become more and more critical to myself and you know attracting and working with and being attracted to and aligning with people and organizations where we share values I think that's probably number one and you know a couple of those values are integrity and trust and then I think if you dig a bit deeper and you become a bit more personal now, inclusion has become something that I'm more and more aware of and it's special to me. I lived on five continents and actually worked on these five continents. So, And that was the blessing of a couple of corporates, but particularly Ericsson. Yep. So, you know, inclusion is a very strong value and diversity. It's a strong value set in the Scandinavian countries. So 20 years ago and 15 years ago, I saw in practice that, you know, you can work with people. Mm. And that was a bit, I thought, you know, macho or chauvinistic cultures. Mm. And the new frontiers, you know, the UK, the US, Australia, we can be a little bit, it's not about people, it's about us and them or men and women or you and me, you know, we subset yeah. people a lot. But I think if you start with humanity and just people, keep it pretty simple, yep, some of them might be blokes and some of them might be women and I think that adds to the fun of it. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and then the diversity means you can really optimize your skill set and your your talent and your talent management can be quite strategic by looking at including who 
is good at what they do. So employ on merit, promote on merit, be inclusive. And, of course, a lot of the smart companies are now doing that. And I, I just saw that sort of happening in Scandinavia, probably ahead of Australia at least. I was just going to say, yeah, it was probably quicker and probably a bit further back. Well, it's interesting, yeah, it's sort of a first mover in that context and we are a little slower in this part of the world in terms of embracing, you know, that sort of change in mindset as well, which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and the first mover advantage, well, that's why commercial or corporates do it because it serves their benefit and why not, you know, no money, no honey. So do the right thing, you attract good people, whether they're men, women, younger, older, indigenous or not native. So that's all positive because this, you know, money drives the world and the economy. And, and I think diversity and inclusion are values that benefit society mm. and economics, you know. And that was evident in the Scandinavian countries. So certainly, Peter, as you say, Very first mover yeah. sort of position that they held but yeah. for, good, for good reason. Yeah. And that made me I develop more of a consciousness about bringing something back home to Australia and that manifested itself in this networking, professional networking organisation, Brilliant Women Global. Yeah. Uh, and I always start up like this and I wait for tomatoes to be thrown. It's not about women. It's about diversity and inclusion. But yeah. I think the name created the awareness, particularly after the Hain Royal Commission, which yeah. all that was into banking and corruption, yeah. the next layer of the Hain, Kenneth Hain Royal Commission, you know, from the High Court down to the banks and all big organisations now, was about you know diversity and inclusion is a form of it's a form of corruption you know if you say you can't be in the club but you can that's yeah it's shone a light on the culture hundred um, percent historically and, and how that needs to change hundred percent yeah you know, it's very interesting yeah. and how about like I'm keen to understand Joe what was the catalyst you know behind the professional network and and you setting that up you yeah. Know? Sort of keen to understand. Yeah, no, that's a great point. So, so what was driving me? I think I accepted this role as state relationship manager at CSIRO mm-hmm. after ten years abroad and yep. a few continents. So, lovely experience. Now with a great organisation, good to settle back home in mm-hmm. Melbourne. Mm-hmm. But after a couple of years, I thought, you know, this is this is not really me. It's pretty yep. formal and it's yep. pretty serious and yep. very structured. And I just would like to do some consulting. And, and what do I enjoy out of my corporate life? Yeah. It's the leadership side of things, right. you know, hence the emotional intelligence and situational leadership, yep. the people stuff, yep. culture. So I thought, okay, what do I do with all this? You know, it's like writing a song. You yep. play with a few different lyrics and then I thought, oh, diversity and inclusion just stared me in the face. Yeah. And again, back to the Hain Royal Commission and where Australia was at the time, five, seven years ago, mm-hmm. I thought, okay, brilliant women global. Could have been brilliant leadership global. Yeah. And that's pretty generic. So Brilliant Women Global made a lot of sense. And I was doing some leadership consulting after CSIRO. Mm-hmm. And women would come to me and say, Joe, I'm getting board roles. Yeah. So I was doing senior consulting. for, yeah. and, and it just happened that 50% of my clients were women. Yeah. They were all saying, I'm getting board roles, but the men are getting the pay board roles. Yes. And there's a big difference because that when you want a career, you're hoping to pay your mortgage, pay for your kids, 100%. pay for your life. Yeah. So they were now saying, I'm going to go from a C-level role, you know, CEO role to, to the next level and I'm getting paid nothing. It's a volunteer job. Yeah. And after three or five years, they realized it was a bit of a scam. It was like, you, know, you can sit over here for a long time and yeah. do something nice and green, Yeah. yeah literally sometimes in that space, but which is a very important space, right? Sustainability yeah. and green, but yeah. all the good feeling stuff, heavily 
biased towards women in those roles. Yeah. And, of course, banking and so on, some heavy-hitting roles that was it was men. And, and for me, again, as an economist just by trade yeah. like from uni, I thought that doesn't make sense because you're here to do a job and the organisation has a purpose. And if I only employ my mates that I drink with, if you knew me, well, after one drink, you know, I'm not going to make a very sensible decision. Yeah. Some people can do it after five, but not me. So it didn't make much sense to just go to the pub, play golf, and then decide on who you're going to employ. Yeah. And that's a little bit colloquial and humorous, but I think that stemmed from the culture that I was observing. And back to your question, Peter, the driver was, I guess, enabled, as in mm. set up this professional networking group to shine a light on let's employ on merit yep. and let's celebrate diversity and inclusion. The light was shown on that because I looked back at 10 years abroad and, you know, made it easy to make a contrast between where am I now yes. back home. Yep. And it's a bit of a pity that it's still so chauvinistic or slow hmm. to adapt. I mean, even in the States, you know, California and New York is so much more progressive than the flyover states all yeah, the way in between. In some cases, you know, yep. I'm not you know, to stereotype. Yeah. I don't mean to stereotype it. You know, some places just have some sort of impetus and they get moving. Yeah. And others. And, and so, so how will you, how do you measure success in terms of this professional network, brilliant women? How, yeah. How do you measure your success? Yeah. Regarding diversity and inclusion in general, the actual, our, our network. Well, network. both, I think. The, yeah. I'm, I'm interested in the network and yeah. understanding more. Yeah. So, interesting enough, I just had a quick chat and, and thank you for. Give, allow me to, to jump off, but having <laughs> a quick chat with ex-coach of St Kilda, Ross Lyon. Yeah, brilliant. And I played for the St Kilda Little League. So yeah, okay. It was, yeah. it was nice to bump into it. <laughs> and we were talking about diversity and inclusion. And, and look, the way we measure it, looking back at five or seven years, yeah. our first event in Sydney was sponsored by the Australian Stock Exchange. Yeah. Max Cunningham is the general manager of the ASX. Yeah. He got up. I had no debrief with him. Didn't have time. Mm. I was doing an interview like this. Yeah downstairs at the ASX in Sydney and yep. went upstairs and there's Max and I just appreciated that he sponsored that event. Yeah. Great drinks and cocktails and yep. service. So I didn't bother him. And then he, he introduced me yep. and he shared with the audience everything I'm sharing with you, that merit and diversity and we need more women in corporate Australia. Yep. And he represents you know the top 100 companies, the listed companies, yep. and more than that, the top 500. And my MC for the night was Tiffany Cherry, who's yep. a former football personality. And Tiffany has an Indigenous child, Vivi, yeah. who's a good friend of mine. Yeah. Like Vivi's probably six or seven now, but she was four or five at the time. Yeah. You know, Tiffany lifted her up. She rang the bell at the A6. Yeah. And for me, this was just a stunning picture of diversity. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's the reserve, that bell's the reserve of listed companies. So yeah. men in grey, in, you know, dark suits very and traditional. ties. Yeah, it's very yeah, traditional. Yeah. And here's this Indigenous four or five-year-old girl being lifted up Beautiful. by her blonde mum, an yeah. Aussie. Yeah. Ring in the bell yeah. at the end of our event, yeah. and that was the scene that Max Cunningham. That's just giving me goosebumps. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I just got goosebumps with yeah. that. that well, that's I had more than one beer by then, so I, I wasn't aware of the goosebumps. Thought I probably had goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. That's a brilliant story. Yeah, it was beautiful. lovely. Yeah. It was, and that's how I would measure brilliant women global. Yeah. So we did start in the first few uh, that years. Yeah. You know, I was knocking on doors. Yeah. I was talking to the women from my leadership consulting day. Yeah. Who had influence and had yeah. were leading organisations at sea level. Yeah. And would you like to join? Bring your people. And that was really hard work because you know it wasn't such a novel idea. Mm. I mean, we're a multicultural society, but it had the right purpose and yeah. intent. Measuring of success, sponsored events, yeah. particularly the ASEX, yeah. Abercrombie and Kent. You know, five star, six star. They're just across the yeah. road. 
and Sujata Raman, the MD, yeah. coloured woman, yeah. uh, immigrant to Australia, MD for Australasia, yeah. and they haven't had any real business for the last year and a half because they do six-star travel. Yeah. So to be sponsored by players like that was Amazing. a real honour. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. lovely. Paul Ruse came and was one Excellent. of our speakers yeah. with Kieran Perkins and Janine Kirk is our patron, and that's another measure. Yeah. So Janine was the CEO of the Prince's Trust. Prince Charles yeah. has a trust in the Commonwealth countries yeah. for causes he's fond of, such yeah. as Indigenous, abused yeah. women and diversity. And Janine was the CEO of the Prince's Trust. Right. She was the CEO of the Committee for Melbourne before that, yeah. which is when I first met her, yeah. and I was at CSRO. And she's sort of our, our patron. That's I like great. watching those sort of movies on Netflix, but that's a whole Yeah, movie. 100%. She, yeah. She's the patron of Phoenix Australia, which is about mental health and yeah, trauma. Very well aware. Yeah, yeah and that's yeah. so relevant because, you know, if you don't include that person over there because they're of colour or another race or yeah. they're a woman or they're too young, you know, we're human. We, we might have some real stresses and trauma. Yeah. They might be getting beaten up at home in whatever sense, emotionally yeah. or physically, or at school, or they did. So all these things add up. So you want to be inclusive to bring out the best in people. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and it's everyone really, has their own journey and their own yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's again, let Amazon and Google and Ericsson take the lead. They've got the money, yeah. and we all benefit from that. I've got, you know, it's not going to come out of the trees and out no. of the sky. Yeah. So if these people who get that take a lead and sponsor our events, or yeah. just look after their own people. That's what we're, this awareness is important. And so as an economist, is your perspective that diversity of thought drives better commercial outcomes for organisations? Yeah. Is that the, the sort of underlying yeah. rationale? So, Peter, I take, I resemble that remark. That yeah. was my line. Yeah. But uh, you're just a highly articulated, you know. <laughs> That was pretty much yeah. my opening line at our initial events. Good on you. And diversity, no, no, yeah. and thank you for saying that. Like, yeah. diversity of thought. Yeah. Literally, that became my tagline. Yeah, cool. Because if you've got diversity of thought, and Peter thinks like this, and Sharon thinks like this, and Joe thinks like this, something slightly different. Yeah. You know, we're going to exactly. open up to new ideas, exactly. innovation. Yeah. And, and I mean, that really brings you to women in tech in a context, or in a sense, because not that it needs to be women or men, but you know, humans are open, they're happy to put their hand up. And it goes all the way to being shy or nervous, putting your hand up at school because you're not the brainiest kid in the class. Yeah. Diversity of thought means there's some crazy ideas on the table, yeah. and one of them might lead to something interesting. It's fascinating. So we all benefit. You know, it's really that's the economics. Yeah, as you put it, diversity of thought really comes from the economist in me, and yeah, I think it makes sense. Today's podcast is brought to you by MentorList, a collaboration of business services and professional growth. We connect the very best minds and insights in Australia to accelerate personal and organisational growth by leveraging and learning through lived experiences. If you love what you hear and want your own direct access to great minds, visit us online to learn more about our mastermind groups, business advisory, digital solutions and our talent division. We are mentorlist.com. Joe, you gave us some examples of in sport what happens in banking and finance and, and where you witness some different scenarios there in terms of the equity and gender equity and that. I'm going to bring it back now for our technology listeners. Was there any examples in your tech world where you saw this being an apparent situation? It was really clear to you, wow, this you know is a, yeah. it's an issue. Yeah. 
Was there any example yeah. of that for uh, you? Oh, absolutely. And Sharon, thanks. You, I mean, you're sort of bringing me back to your initial you know, introduction mm. to this purpose, you know, women in technology. And there were certainly gaps. So I was with Ericsson for seven or eight years. I was, you know, working with leadership and just general, you know, leadership development to begin yep. with in Stockholm. And then I was given some projects in Eastern Europe, so Hungary, Czechoslovakia, Russia, because they were opening up to the world. Yeah. Then I was expatriated to Brazil as a Swede. And, you know, if you look at me, I, I look typical Swedish in your imagination. I would be the, <laughs> the norm, the Swede. So that to me was a real honour. It was a pleasure. And I had some allies that were Swedes from that office and friends that I've now got for life from Sweden and, and Scandinavia. And again, I look back at that, and it ties back to Peter's questions. I look back and I thought, well, not everyone has that opportunity. And, you know, I'm not from Sweden and I have a very different culture. You learn that Aussies and Scandinavians are very different. Mm. They might look similar in some ways, mm. like Westerners, but they're very different. Mm. So I just was honoured to have that opportunity and then to Florida and then back. But the gap that I noticed was I'd look myself in the mirror and go, I'm really thankful. This is fabulous, you know. But when I go to see my client in Washington or in wherever we went, you know, or in Brazil or in North and Latin America, we were only dealing with men. So it wasn't about women in technology and men in technology. It was just very clearly obvious. Yeah. Going to meet a bloke about technology. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that didn't really make sense from this economics and diversity of thought point of view. Yeah. And that grew on me, of course. I was doing my job and I was busy and I was traveling a lot and enjoying it. But then when I came back and reflected, the huge gap in technology was it was biased towards men. And in leadership and in my consulting, I really enjoy the human side of Mm. You know, culture, cross-cultural communication, Absolutely. emotional intelligence, and I don't want to be stoned for this as in mm. being stones being thrown at me. Yes, but you know, women have a propensity to be better at some stuff, and a light, and they, in general, women more relational, perhaps in their exactly focus. Grow, yeah. Exactly, and, yep. and men are more about things. Yeah. Now, not all of us. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think I'm too blokey, and I'm. I mean, not too feminine, yeah. but most blokes are a bit more under things, so mm. they do the engineering and, you know, of, of stuff yeah. and technology. But some women, if they're not, you know, in, back in those days, if I'm looking back at the gap that you're asking me about, there was a huge gap because, well, it's always been done this way, uh, and a man does this job. So, and, and women, because they have very high emotional intelligence, and that, I would say that with confidence compared to men in general, mm -hmm. the ranking is mm -hmm. higher for EI and intuition mm -hmm. for women. Uh, they'd be going, you're looking at me like I shouldn't be here because I'm a woman. And, and you know, there's fa fabulous movies, you know, Yentl and the Dustin Hoffman film. There's yeah. some fabulous impersonations of that reality yeah. in life. So, yeah, the gap was just we're in technology. We'll just presume we're going to meet men and deal with men and behave like men. Yeah. But behavior is really important. So if you're geared up, to get blind at the pub tonight after this important meeting because we had a good mm. partnership meeting together. Maybe some, some men, but also some women might not feel included. Yeah. Or that, you know, you factored them into this meeting. Yeah. And Brilliant Women Global, we, you know, we address inclusion from different angles. It's not just hire women. It's consider women based on merit, just like you'd consider the man whether he should have the job or not have the job. Yeah. But... Your culture needs to have respect. I think that's important. Yeah. Because yeah. if I feel respected, I feel like I can put my hand up. So yes. Can I contribute? Yeah. It's great. Absolutely. And do you feel that 
particularly Australia, do you think there's more kind of work on this now than those times? Do you feel that it's there's more being done in now? Australia? Yeah, than um, you know, yeah. So I think times. so. I've written a little bit on authenticity and leadership. Mm. That's very very important to me. Being authentic, having integrity. So I'd rather not talk to you about a subject if I really wasn't into it because yeah. I'm acting. So my answer is there's a lot of tokenism, and I think COVID's probably pulled us back. So the year and a half of COVID has pulled us back five years. So if you asked me that five years ago, Sharon, I would have said, yeah, it's looking like we're going somewhere. And we probably were five years ago, seven years ago, when I started Brilliant Women Global. Yeah. But I think COVID's pulled it back to that baseline because people are just busy surviving. I want my business to survive and do well, and I haven't got time to stop about these this nice stuff. So it's a hierarchy of needs in some respect, and yeah. then having to fulfil those more basic needs. Absolutely, Mister Maslow. Yeah, there you no, go. absolutely. Yeah. It, it's really human nature. Yeah, and so you've got to push harder if you're championing something like this. Yeah, it's not that it's a nice to have because again, I bring it back to this economics argument. Yeah, it's yeah. a must have. Yeah, if we're going to grow and flourish. Yeah, and countries and societies that are really flourishing ahead of us, Singapore, Israel, mm-hmm. they don't talk so much about men and women. They talk about, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a member of Israel yes. or I'm a member of Singapore yeah. or I'm Swiss. Yeah. And I'm a Swiss woman. Yeah, whereas we're still stuck on that other conversation. Yeah, yeah. yeah definitely. Yeah. In the work of Brilliant Women and, and all the great work that you do, Joe, is it focused across all sectors, so private sector, non, non-for-profit government? Like is there a lens across in that way or talk to yeah. us about that? Yeah, great, great question. The intent is to be, you know, and in honouring diversity yeah. and inclusion is to be across sectors, yeah. you know, because some people want to move from one sector to another or yeah. go from a C-level job to having a board portfolio. Mm-hmm. Or just change jobs from one industry to another. Yep. So it's about going across. But naturally, I guess, because of my background with telecoms and technology mm-hmm. and CSIRO, I just gravitated, I think, in my own world to people and women who join Brilliant Women Global yep. and men. Because, yep. you know, a real, another measure of success for me and a real pleasure was, you know, I think any event, 20%, 30% of the attendees were men. Yep. And that's very important. Otherwise, what are we doing here? Well, how do you enact change, you know, as well? Because yeah. it's just sort of an echo chamber. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And, and there are plenty of groups like that. Yeah. So that's not my interest. So I'm trying to make something happen. Yeah. Yeah, so. It's interesting. And so the, the COVID, I'm really interested in exploring that COVID perspective that you shared. Mm-hmm. And so to better understand that, that's about, again, people reverting to traditional roles, be it in the household, in the organisation that kind of, to your point, takes us back a bit mm-hmm. right now because of that survival mode people have yeah. been in. Yeah. So now that we're opening up, thank goodness, in 2022, Touchwood's looking a lot brighter, yeah. we can kind of get back to the trajectory we were on. Is that the intention? Um, yeah, and I would say that's the hope. That would be my intent, yeah. my intention. That yeah. is certainly the hope. And I mean, a real material measure of us falling back to our survival instincts, mm-hmm. I can totally understand this. Mm. I don't have any sort of judgment call here. But I can call out to some pretty big players and say, we just sponsor an event by the end of this year. I want to celebrate, you know, we're yeah. coming back to life. It's a pretty hard gig. Mm. It's a tough gig. And so I'm going to leave them alone mm-hmm. until first quarter next year. Yeah. Because, you know what, they are trying to help an organisation survive, yep. and they're getting their butts kicked by a board. Yep. Uh, so these might be big shots, but they have to. They've they work hard. Yeah. yeah, they've got bosses. They work mm-hmm. hard. 
and they've got to fulfil, they've got to make up for a tough couple of years. Yeah. So to come and have a party probably isn't the first thing, yeah. even though the purpose is a strong one for them. So, yeah, the survival is really a... That's great. And do you, like, like in terms of the network, it, does it embrace people less experienced in the workforce? I'm sort of keen to understand the demographic that yeah. it currently kind of focuses yeah. on. Yeah. Look, one of the really important lessons I learned early in the life of BWG mm-hmm. was that, and I got that comment from my advisory board yep. straight up, and they were pretty senior. You know, we'd be around a table like this yep. and have some sushi and mm-hmm. a glass of wine and mm-hmm. you've got the CEO of here and the CEO of there and Janine Kirk and a senior person of banking at the mm-hmm. NAB. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was pretty obvious to me that, okay, how is it inclusive if you're not including people that are 20 to 40, yep. 20 to 30 yep. years of age? So we started to appeal to everyone, but... And then what we did, we provided some sort of mentoring. You know, mm-hmm. Let the people who are 50 plus, who've got lots of experience and have had a good career, mentor you and coach you, but keep at the top of your mind that inclusion and diversity is yeah. important to them. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, Peter, as you're saying, the lesson learned early in the piece was oh, we're having all these toffees, you know, yeah. as in lollies and stuff yeah. and wines, but what about someone that's saying, oh, where do I go? What's yeah. my direction? Yeah. And these are the ideal people to give them a bit of mentoring. That's brilliant. I think yeah. the listeners absolutely will resonate with that, Shaz. Totally. Yeah, mm. totally. Yeah. 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 Thank you for that, Joel. And what is your perspective, I guess, on one thing that businesses and individuals can focus on to maximise the, the impact in you know with this issue, I guess? The issue of diversity like, and inclusion? Yeah, or, yeah. Well, if you look at the gap, and, and again, my experience does come from technology, I think just open communication. It is top-down, so there's no denying top-down and bottom-up would be ideal because then we're all talking. Yeah. But leadership, so the leaders, now a leader doesn't just need to be the CEO. It could be the sales director and the marketing director and the ops director and the communication. Whatever leadership, is, and we're all leaders. Yeah. But that's probably, if we're going to get it done, it's got to start from the top, I think, and then you inspire your direct reports and then they inspire the people they work with. So I think the key to making this all happen for women in technology and men anywhere actually to be inclusive and embracing of each other Mm. i think it's just got to be it's setting an example and communicating that quite clearly and quite purposely Mm -hmm. you know it can't be just a nice thing to have yeah so yeah cultural communication just open communication but being pretty definite about it Great words. Thanks, Joe. Thank you, Sharon. <laughs> Great to hear. So do you have any quotes or words of wisdom you would like to pass along to women in tech who may be still facing these issues today? Oh, that's a big ask. Look, I think my advice would be the flip side of that previous question where communication from leaders is important because it can be inspiring. So if you you know have a little niggle that I want to ask some I want to ask something, mm-hmm. just ask it. That might sound simple, but the key to that one, as in don't be shy and stay at the back of the class and don't resist putting your hand up and asking, if it's in your mind and your heart, ask the question. And I think the real driver to make that happen is ask yourself why it's important to you. That's the real key. What's your motivation? So if you're saying, oh, I just hate the way I'm treated, maybe you have to keep quiet because you might start a fight, even though you've got good reason. You might take that with the HR director and why you're feeling mistreated and and treated poorly. But if you've got something that's niggling at you and you know it's going to benefit the organisational culture, let's have courage is is a great asset and it inspires a lot of people around us. 
And I think the world has changed a lot, including Australia and, and all nations in general. You know, if someone says something that's worth saying, they tend to attract followers rather yeah. than get stones thrown at them. Yeah. yeah. So I think the my advice would be if it's niggling at you and you think it's going to benefit more than just me, that's a bloody good reason and motivation for me to say, hey, what about this idea? And then people come and talk to you and then you can, then as a group you can go write an email and copy the group saying, dear boss, we think this might be a good first step to opening up technology to women. Absolutely. It's amazing. Yeah. I agree. Thank you so much, Joel. Look, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. And obviously, you've given us great insights from your perspective, from your lens. And we look forward to following the journey of Brilliant Women Global as well further. Thank you for joining us on the show. Until next time, listeners, this is The Mentor List. Thank you for joining us today at The Mentor List. If you'd like to hear more or speak to us about recommending our next interview guest, come on through to mentorlist.com.au. You can also find out more about our suite of mastermind series taking shape in your area, your industry, and your discipline. We look forward to welcoming you to one of our events very soon. Stay tuned for another great show. for listening to The Mentor List. If you like what you're hearing on The Mentor List, the best way to support the show is to just take a few seconds to leave a rating and or comment over on iTunes. You can also find further information about this show and links to further episodes at mentorlist.com.au. Until next time, this is The Mentor List.